What you're about to hear is a portion of this week's Pod Dylan, the full version of which is now available only to FM Plus subscribers. Please enjoy this sample. For just a few dollars a month, FM Plus subscribers get all of our full episodes, bonus episodes, plus full archives from every show in the FM Podcast Network. Subscribing makes all of these great shows possible. You can sign up in Apple Podcasts or at fmpods.com. When I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call them a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. I saw it advertised one day. Bear Mountain Picnic was a coming my way. Come along, take a trip. We'll bring you up there. They're on a ship. Bring the wife and kids. Bring the whole family. Yippee. This is Bob Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time, part of the FM Podcast Network. I'm your host of Freewheeling, Rob Kelly. And joining us to talk about Talking Bear Mountain Picnic Massacre Blues is returning Bobcat, Doug LaRose. Hi, Doug. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming back. It's been a little while. It's been a, it's been a little while, but this is my my fifth time. And, and I was thinking earlier, the last time it was fourth time around. So I was obviously <laughs> five believers this time. So oh, there we go. <laughs> Let's keep going. I really thought, well, congratulations on five appearances. That's great. You know, it's a five timers club kind of thing. You're over at Um So and I always enjoy uh, talking to you. So I am curious weird i i never like to ask it exactly like this because it sounds like i'm trying to be negative but but why this one <laughs> why why this song so so this so th- there's a couple lines from this song that actually became part of my um kind of everyday speech <clears throat> like that is amazing community college years yeah uh one of my best friends josh anderson who i went to community college with um and high school with we uh we used to listen to this song all the time and it's it's such a funny song i mean it's it's one of bob dylan's funniest talking songs and um the the part where he says i think you we better call off the picnic and um and i think i lost my picnic spirit we used to always use those those terms or or that line whenever we would go somewhere and it was just a fiasco so <laughs> so so for example like we there was this event in in escondido california where i grew up called cruising grand and it was where people showed off all their hot rods and like classic cars and uh i I, there was one night when it was like really out of control there were all these drunk people and uh, fights and the police showed up and i just remember looking at my friend josh and saying i think we better call off the picnic (laughs) so (laughs) and and the song like perfectly just captures like uh you know the whole uh you know when you get a mass crowd together and there's like way too many people crammed into a small space and like it's like hot and it's like why are we doing this like it, wouldn't it be nicer to be at home on the couch so i just uh yeah i just i think this song is hilarious it says something just truly remarkable about the man's output that something as obscure as this can be <laughs> you know can lodge itself into the you know maybe not, maybe not the daily pattern but the regular pattern between two friends because this is an obscure song you know i mean for pete's sake now i'm assuming the the version you heard that was off of the bootleg series that was because that's where it was first officially released yeah the the first time i ever heard it was on a bootleg series one to three yeah okay um i was you know i was doing research on this of course and god there was a lot more there than i would have imagined for this for the song um i i thought initially that it might have been 
the oldest song in his catalog that we've ever discussed on the show because its composition dates to early 19 uh like early 1962 but and then i thought well we also did do song to woody at some point and i think song to woody Mm -hmm. was written somewhat contemporaneous uh with this but this song as we just talked about didn't get released in any official way until the bootleg series. Now he did perform it live and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but why don't you tell people for people who don't know this song, explain to them what this is, the history of the song. Cause there's like a whole lot. behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's super interesting. So, so the history of the song is so Bob, somebody, one of his friends or contemporaries shared a news article with him. Neil Stuckey from Peter Paul and Mary. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and it was about an actual thing that happened where uh, there was a ship, um, a boat going from I think New York City to Bear Mountain on Father's Day for this this picnic, um, and the the boat only was supposed to seat three thousand people, and I think historically the actual number of tickets that were sold is, is four thousand, but what happened was uh, some some kids, some like young kids teenagers i don't know if they were teenagers but like young adults you know 17 18 year old they they put together a scheme where they sold uh fake counterfeit tickets for this uh bear mountain you know picnic boat ride (laughs) and uh all these people showed up to the to the dock to get on the boat and uh and like this huge riot ensued because people were like wait you paid this much i paid this much this isn't fair and uh, and then they, they got into a, a big riot, and the, the police had to come and break it up. And the boat actually never was boarded, <laughs> but but Bob took that story and kind of ran with it and inflated that number to six thousand and had the boat sink. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> he loves doing songs about boats that sink. That is definitely a thing in his his repertoire. There's a bunch of songs like that where the boat ends up uh, true. going under. I Now, it's funny, for the longest time, I don't think I knew that the scam here with the, the paper ticket, the printed, the, you know, the, the fake tickets, was a bunch of teenagers. Because for the longest time, I thought it was like an actual guy, like an adult pulling a scam. And I remember thinking, what a low-level scam that is. To like, you know, <laughs> how much money could you possibly clear on a Father's Day boat? picnic trip and i'm like is this like this is like a scam that like jerry lundergaard from fargo would have pulled off like it's just incredibly <laughs> you know high risk and low reward but then when when you say oh, it was a bunch of teenagers I'm like oh, all right they were probably just a bunch of kids that were just doing it more for the chaos than anything else and oh they can make some money too as well uh, but this whole form this whole song form that he took on this talking blank 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 you know, blues song was a thing that, I mean, he didn't originate it, but he certainly made it sort of mass popular, you know, mass popular in, in a certain respect. And it's, it's so funny. Can we think about that? How different, you know, <laughs> it seems silly to say, but how different the world was 60 years ago that like an article in a newspaper would probably only be seen by a couple of thousand people, maybe. And that, Bob was then turning it into a song that probably exponentially so many more people would hear about it. Nowadays, it would be on social media, you know, and it would be spread around and it would get all over the world. But this was the way you did that. This was sort of like blog, you know, song as blog post kind of thing or song as tweet in its own way of like telling people, hey, here's this thing that happened. You may not have heard it. I'm going to sing you a song about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, 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 
I want to say like Woody Guthrie wrote a song about Donald Trump's father being like a slumlord. And it was kind of like in the same vein as this. It was like a talking blues. Um, but, but yeah, it's like a way of conveying the news or like social commentary through a song. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's to- like a totally difficult thing to comprehend in 2023. But Woody was trying to warn us then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We were, nobody yeah, listened, yeah. but Woody was trying to tell us something. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, so I, I quoted the uh, I quoted the opening verse, and it's this is for someone who only knows Bob maybe in a later form and not this early early proto Bob. It really is startling to hear him talk like this because he's so relaxed and kind of kidding around and just this kind of jokester. And you know, you try and reconcile that with the guy we know now, or even the guy that that came along just a couple of years later. Not that he right. hasn't continued to be funny, but there's just just the, the the sort of offhanded delivery. I mean, bring the wife, kids, whole yippee! Like <laughs> he's just kind of like <laughs> I'm gonna I got a chewing tobacco, I'm gonna sing it his song, and it's like this is Bob Dylan. This is who this guy is. Yeah. That's who he was in the beginning. Yeah. He's got like, you, you picture somebody with like a corn cob pipe and he's like a, oh, totally. he's got this kind of like chasing a goat around, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I love it on the bootleg version where he's like, bring the life, the family, the, the, the whole kids. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just sort of thinking it up in his mind as he's singing it, you know, like yeah. he's, just, he's letting it just kind of just goof around. And so he, he recorded this. This was never going to be, uh, this was never on tap for the first record for Bob Dylan. And it was, I think he was recorded after it. And then he demoed it as at that point for, I think it was Leeds where he was you know, creating five songs a day. And he just had so many that he was, you know, just getting them down just so they were, had some recorded version. And then apparently he did try and do a couple of versions uh, for the fr- for freewheeling and it never it never made it onto to freewheeling i mean you could especially on the second maybe the second side of of freewheeling you could <laughs> picture it i don't know i it, it, you feel like even by freewheel he had sort of kind of gone beyond this a little yeah yeah i think so i, I think I, I I think that this song isn't good enough for Freewheeling, personally yeah i mean that's a masterpiece of a right it's it's the perfect live song to do Mm-hmm. Because you are again, you're it's it's hot off the press. It's like, hey, this event just happened. Um, now I find it interesting that on the version that I was only familiar with for the longest time, which is off the bootleg series, he doesn't. You need the booklet to know the story. He doesn't explain it, but in live versions, he prefaces it like there's the version on the um the the Bob Dylan concert Brandeis University CD yep. that came out. He does a whole preface about what it is. He's explaining to people. Like okay, this is what this is what I'm talking about. But in the 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 recorded version, sort of the official one, he doesn't do that. He just have to kind of be like, all right, what what is this story? Like, what is happening? I don't. Is, it, is he making this up? Is he not making this up? Like, okay, you know, it's good as a story song, even if it's not real. It's like it's about greed. It's about man's mm-hmm. folly. You know that kind of thing. And that's certainly you know themes of his. Yeah, one of the one of the funniest things about that version, the and I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into it more, but it's the only time that I can think of where Bob Dylan actually explains what a song is about and what it means because mm-hmm. he he because he opens up the song and he's like he's like well this really happened you know and <laughs> I I don't remember I don't have have the you know exact words but he like explains and he sets up the whole thing he explains what happens and then the last verse of the song is like. 
this is the lesson to be taken from here is that, you know, <laughs> greed is, is destroying our society. And, and I wish we could take all these people and put them on a, on a boat and send them up to bear mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a grim, you know, like, I mean, it's funny, all these people, but like, I, I mean, well, most of those people, they didn't do anything wrong. They were, they were hoodwinked. Now, obviously right. it shouldn't have precipitated a fight. You know, and stuff like that. That seems a little ridiculous. But of course, anytime you get groups of, that's a scary thing about, uh, you know, like massive groups of people. All it takes is like a couple of people to start getting violent and it gets out of hand real fast. And that's, I, you know, this song is very jokey and it all sounds very funny, but I would imagine, you know, being there, it might have gotten kind of really scary. Because oh, all, sure. all of a sudden it takes just, you know, even back then when people weren't loaded to the teeth with guns like they are now, still <laughs> four or five people start a fight in a group of a couple of hundred that could get real bad. I mean, that that's why my friend and I developed that joke was we, we would be like, you know, out. Um, we, we actually we also lived in San Francisco together for a while. And like you'd go to a, a nightclub or a concert and, you know, things, you know, people start throwing punches and bottles are flying and we would just always say that that line i think we would better call off the picnic because <laughs> it, 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 it perfectly encapsulates like that phenomenon of of the mob like kind of losing control yeah oh yeah i was at a, i was at a bob show once in new york that was general admission and two guys you know sort of jostling each other and then it got out of hand they started really pushing each other and it, one guy got knocked over and I wasn't that far from that. And I just remember thinking, oh, God, no, you know, first of all, I'm here to see this show. I don't want, you know, but yeah, also right. I'm like, I just don't want to get wrapped up in this. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get knocked over by a bunch of drunken hooligans at a Bob Dylan concert for Pete Six. It's like, guys, can we all just keep it together? You know, we all just. And so, you know, related to that, of course, Bob's coming around again. And there was this large section of the the hall that we're seeing him at. That's general admission. And I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm too old for general admission. <laughs> I, 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 I totally copped to that. I need a seat. I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm past the age where I can stand for a bunch of hours next to people and be crushed in just to get a better view. Like now. I'm also just curious as to what could precipitate a fight at a Bob Dylan concert. I know. Right. Yeah. You would think when everybody would be kind of mellow, but I, you know, maybe not. <laughs> so anyway, so, okay. So the song, he continues on. He says, well, I run right down and bought a ticket to this mayor bear mountain picnic. But little did I realize that I was in for a picnic surprise. Had nothing to do with mountains. I don't even. I didn't even come close to a bear, uh, <laughs> which is a different different than what he sings. He actually sings in the Boulay version. I hate bears. Which I mean, I'm not taking the song too terribly seriously. I don't like that line because I love bears. I think bears are beautiful, majestic creatures, and. Sure. You know, I just hate that he says, I hate bears. And so on one of the live versions, he changes it to, I'm scared of bears, which I'm like, well, that's fine. Like, that's fine. You, you should be scared of bears. They're they're terrifying. Everyone, leave them alone. So, but I mean, I just hate, like, I hate, but why do you hate bears, Bob? They're nice. <laughs> they're nice creatures. They just leave them alone. Um, but one of the things I like about this song is that he inserts himself into the story mm-hmm. instead of just reporting on it. He becomes a character. He himself is there. It's kind of like, um, oh, uh, not Romance in Durango. What's the Black Diamond Bay? You know, where he's sort of, he's oh, kind of right. there, but then he pulls back and you're like, oh, no, he's just telling this story. Um, so he continues on. He says, I took the wife and kids down to the pier. 6,000 people there. Everybody had a ticket for the trip. Oh, well, I said, it's a pretty big ship. Besides, anyway, the more the merrier. And I love he just keeps ending all verse with this kind of 
WTF kind of like, well, more the merrier. And then it's very charming. Oh, absolutely. It's hilarious. There's so many great lines like that. And, and like when he says the more the merrier, it's also just this kind of folksy, goofy, you know, corn cob bob like line. It comes out perfectly. He says, well, we all got on to what do you think? That big old boat started to sink. More people kept the piling on. That old ship was slowly going down. Funny way to start a picnic. (laughs) 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 It's just kind of like, I'm just commenting on all this. Well, I soon lost track of my kids and my wife. So many people there I never saw in my life. That old ship sinking down in the water. 6,000 people trying to kill each other. Dogs are barking, cats are meowing, women screaming, fists are flying, babies crying, cops are coming, me are running. Maybe we just better call off the picnics. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that so I love so I, I love this part of the song. And every time you every version that you listen to, he does it very differently. Yes. He'll he'll like exp- expand upon the the things that are happening. You know, bottles are flying. You know, like <laughs> hats are flying, cats are screaming, and, it, and it's just, it's it's hilarious. And and the funny thing is, I think. He, I, this isn't a mistake, but when he says cops are coming, it's kind of like, how can the cops come? Like you're, you're on a sinking boat. Like <laughs> what, what cops are coming into the boat? So I think, I think that he's actually mixing up the riot that happened in real life, like the, the, at the, at the docks or whatever with the boat sinking fictional part of his song. Because a cop can't show up to a boat sinking like that. Well, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, what kind of police, what kind of police response do they have up there? And, Bear Mountain, like you know, I would imagine it would take a while to get cops up there. I don't, I don't know how heavily traveled that that area is, but but yeah, I mean, of course, it's so funny. Again, he's taking this story that is real life, and of course, some people probably, as he's performing it for them, knew the event, but he's make he's also just completely not worrying about being tethered to the truth because you were talking about it wasn't six thousand people, it wasn't it wasn't even close to that many people, and it certainly wasn't six thousand people rioting. And and they weren't on the boat, and the boat didn't sink. So it's like he's taking this real event, but then he's just using it for his own purposes. Exactly, it's like a vehicle for his creative process or his or his performance, you know, more or less. Um, and he says, "I got shoved down and pushed around. All I could hear was there was a screaming sound. Don't remember one thing more. Just remember waking up on a little shore, head busted, stomach cracked, feet splintered. I was bald, naked. Quite lucky to be alive." <laughs> The way he delivers that line, it's just, it, it, oh, it's hilarious. He's like, my stomach is broken, my, limp, my, 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 my legs are broken, bones broken, my, I was bald. Feel lucky to be alive, though. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just, you know, he's like trying to discover this voice. Like it's, uh, it's just fascinating to hear it. Every time you hear it, he does it differently. And the same with the yippee. Like he, mm-hmm. the, the, I think on the the bootleg series, it's like a yippee. But then when he does it live, he he'll he'll kind of do it like a yippee. <laughs> yeah, right. It's more understated, kind of like oh yippee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he himself admitted that when he came to New York, his first the first Bob Dylan he we knew that, that anyone knew of as he changed mm-hmm. his name and took on that persona was again by his own definition his own term was a Woody Guthrie jukebox like he just played Woody Guthrie songs right that was the first version that everybody knew uh and then but then this this guy is that but now he's creating his own work but it's in the style of Woody Guthrie it's totally in that you know the right. tone the feeling the purpose but he's doing his own thing with it so you're seeing like 
already at this point, he's morphing. He's moving into, and obviously very soon, it would he would be moving at such a blindingly fast pace, people couldn't even come up with him. But you see, even this early on, he's already moved past to where, okay, I'm now going to write my own thing. It's going to be in the Woody Guthrie style. I'm going to sing it like Woody Guthrie, but it's going to be distinctive from what Woody Guthrie did in, his, in, in my own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally agree. So he continues on. He says, I'm feeling like I'm climbing out of my casket. I grabbed hold uh, back of my picnic <laughs> basket. <laughs> By the way, I love this predates this, but uh, he totally sounds. He says picnic like Yogi Bear says. Pic- <laughs> he almost says he almost says picnic. He almost again. Yogi Bear is not was not around at this point, but he, he, he seems like he's appreciating it. Took the wife and kids. and so, By the way, of course, at the time, he doesn't have a wife and kids. This is pre-all that anyway. Took the wife and kids to start at home, wishing I never got up that morning. Now, I don't care just what you do, but if you want to have a picnic, that's up to you. But don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it because I just lost all my picnic spirit. Stay in my kitchen. Have my own picnic. Have a picnic in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just like scatting at this point. Like he really is just like, what's coming into my head? And you're you're caught up in the performance of it and it sounds so confident, but you're like, yeah, he really is just he's just making shit up here. Yeah, well and that that voice he uses, he's like, have a picnic in the bathroom, you know. Just kinda- yeah. Have a picnic in my bathroom. <laughs> you know, yeah. By the way, I love he manages to say the word spirit, like sparrow. Like he's got yeah. that accent in it. Like he says, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hair it. Let's all my picnic sparrow. Like, like oh, yeah, yeah. please spell that for me, Bob. Spell That's me great. how you pronounce the word spirit. Like, what is that? What is that about? But I love the Stay in my kitchen, have my own picnic in my bathroom. Like again, just wonderfully shruggy, you know, like, well, you, you know, he's telling me this long story and he's almost like, yeah, but why did I even bother with any of this? Well, like you're telling me the story, Bob, you know, it's like a four minute song, you know, like, come on, you know, like apparently the story was worth telling. And so then he wraps up kind of finally getting to some sort of point here where it don't seem to me quite so funny what some people are going to do for money. There's a brand new gimmick every day just to take somebody's money away. I think we ought to take some of these people and put them on a boat, send them up to bear mountain for a picnic. And uh, there's our story. <laughs> yeah. So, so something I learned uh, about Bear Mountain was that apparently this was years before the this this horrible event took place. <laughs> not so horrible events because it never really happened. But apparently, Bear Mountain was supposed to be the site of some penitentiary, like some big prison. Oh. And I, I I read some harebrained blog about this song. And uh, some people speculate that he knew that. And he, what he's saying here is basically people who are ripping off other people, scamming other people, um, you know, trying to basically screw the working class person should be in prison. And and it's like, OK, well, that makes sense. Like uh, if, if they were going to have a pen- penitentiary at this bare mountain, that, that, that would that would make sense. And he's kind of saying it pretty clearly there in words. Thanks for listening to this part of the episode. We hope you'll consider becoming an FM Plus subscriber to hear the full version of this and all of our shows. Sign up in Apple Podcasts or at fmpods.com.